Smoke from Canadian wildfires created some of the worst air quality the New York City has seen since the 1960s. Will this become a regular occurrence? Jeremy Porter is head of climate implications at the First Street Foundation, which analyzes climate risks. Jeremy, good to talk with you. Will these fires, which used to be pretty isolated and not all that common, be happening more often due to climate change? Yeah, the the signals, the statistical signals in the data, which we pulled directly from the the EPA sensor stations, are pretty clear. We we've done a really good job of of improving air quality, reducing air pollutants. But over about the last decade, we've actually seen a troubling sign where now we're seeing a systematic increase in pollutants in the air, and one of the primary drivers associated with that are wildfires. The increased frequency, the increased intensity, and what we're seeing is that that from that we're producing wildfire smoke, which produces PM25, which is driving the signal upwards in a way we haven't seen in the last half century. Now, I know you've been crunching the numbers. How many Americans are exposed to unhealthy air quality each year? And where do you see that number going in the years and decades to come? Yeah, just to to look at the, 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 the air quality index, or the AQI index, the unhealthy level, or what we refer to as red days, and what we see in our model is that in today's environment, you can expect to see about 83 million people across the country exposed to those unhealthy air days. That's about a quarter of the population in the U.S. Our expectation is that that will continue to grow into the future upwards to about 125 million. And so while we're using today's population as a metric, it's an indicator that the climate exposure is going to increase by over 50 percent over this time period. What is the most common cause of the pollution that's making the air unhealthy? It, it, it's a really interesting story because, we, like I said, we've done a really, really good job of regulating emissions from industry, from automobiles, from sort of these anthropogenic sources. But we're seeing now today that the climate's having an impact on two particular pollutants, one being PM25 from wildfire smoke and one being O3 from the increased air temperature. Uh, the the numbers are increasing in both of those, but they're, they're much more dramatic in the PM25. Most of the growth that we're seeing today in the additional air pollution comes from wild wildfire smoke. What parts of the country, Jeremy, typically have the most unhealthy air? It, it, in, in the analysis, if you're just looking at the EPA stations, the West, by far, has the most days of poor air quality. There are places in the southeast where we're seeing increases in wildfire activity, increases in wildfire smoke that that are are beginning to increase, but they're still nowhere near what we're seeing in the west. In particular, uh, even within the west, there's a lot of variability in places like the Central Valley of California, uh, uh, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, uh, Montana. All of those places are 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 disproportionately exposed to wildfire smoke from the increases in large wildfires in the region, and that's being collected in the observed data. We're seeing more and more poor air quality days in those areas. How about here in the greater New York area? How does the air here stack up against other parts of the country? It seems like it used to be, you know, because we have a nice sea breeze being right on uh, the ocean here, that we had pretty clean air. Is that changing? It, it is changing. It uh, In the Northeast and in the Midwest, the primary driver of the increasing uh, pollutants in the air really is the increasing air temperature and uh, the production or interaction of that increasing temperature with what are called precursor pollutants that are producing ground level ozone. In places uh, around the Northeast and the Midwest, we're seeing that grow or double 
really not as dramatically as the wildfire. We're seeing, you know, go from three days to six days into the future. There are some hot spots, though, like Suffolk County in, in the New York City uh, area is it popped up and in, in our model is one of the places uh, in the Northeast that had the, the highest number of poor air quality days today and into the future. It was nothing like what we saw out West, but it was surprising to see it pop up just given the point that you made. It's right on the ocean. There's a, there's a sea breeze that, that runs across Long Island, but we're starting to see uh, uh, more and more of a production of ozone in that area. And finally, to wrap this up in our last 30 or 45 seconds, efforts are being made to reduce air pollution and greenhouse gases. It appears some progress perhaps is being made. Could that actually bring down pollution levels in the years to come? It's, it's a really interesting trend that we've seen. The regulatory processes have decreased the air pollutants, increased air quality. Uh, we've seen the climate correction or what's referred to as a climate penalty. And then we just saw the EPA put more restrictions on, on industry and on automobiles. The problem is uh, the anthropogenic sources that don't come from wildfire smoke are a really small proportion of the risk for us to, to, to combat the issues that we're seeing today. We're going to have to be more creative and think about ways of suppressing wildfire and 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 uh, sort of addressing that issue. All right. Very good. Jeremy Porter at the First Street Foundation. Thank you for talking with us. Thank you for having me on.